And we are back with another episode of Replay Values, the podcast about how games can enrich our lives. My name's Michael. And I'm Patrick. And uh, we're back with not another replay retrospective. We'll get back to that next time, maybe. Uh, We're going to do instead a little extra episode uh, in honor of the holidays and the new year. Um, Now, if you're listening to this when it came out and said, did I forget when it entered my feed, (laughs) you would be forgiven for thinking so. It's a little bit after that time. We're closer to mid-January at this point. You know, January is still the first month. I think think you have the, the whole first month to get these out. That's fine. Yeah, I think we we spend a decent amount of time kind of wishing it was the holidays still in January. I think so. I'm I'm fine keeping Absolutely. it that way. But I wanted to. Yeah, if um, I hadn't moved. I wanted there would to review a Christmas tree up. That's true. You moved. Uh, we had a COVID diagnosis here, so I also just wasn't going anywhere or doing anything. We're actually this is our first episode. We are experimenting with a um, a remote uh, recording setup. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, if we talk over each other or get a little weird, that's uh, that's what we're gonna do. That's fine. If our our normal crackling charisma is is a little bit muted, then it's just because we're adjusting to this. But we want to in the new year. I think one of the things we want to really do is have more guests, and one of the things that will help accomplish that is being able to record from anywhere. So uh, I'm looking forward to kind of getting into the swing of having this setup available to us when we need it. Yep. Sounds good. I also am now finally recording on my own microphone with a proper mic stand, which it took a while to get. I'm no so longer recording with a microphone that's like on top of a bunch of boxes or or leaning against Patrick as we all both speak into one microphone. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so we said cheek to cheek, cheek to cheek. Not that that's, I didn't love the intimacy, but yeah, that's butts and face cheeks. But yes, like, that's true. It was we track. really had to twist our our spines around to to be mm-hmm. touching both ways, but mm-hmm. it was worth mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So why don't we dive into kind of the main thing uh, I think we wanted to talk about, which is gifts. You know, yes. the holidays are about a lot of things. But, but especially capitalism. But mostly celebrating the excesses of capitalism with your friends mm-hmm. and loved ones. Getting and giving things. It's not yes. the thought that counts, it's the thing that It's counts. the thing. Don't let anyone <laughs> tell you that it's the thought. Thoughts are not things. No. Nope. Uh, if there's one lesson to take away from today's episode. Thoughts are not um, things. And as, you know, both of us growing up, you know, you celebrated Christmas, I assume, growing up like I did, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. one thing that I'm sure both of us did a lot of times once we were at a game playing age uh, was at task for games. I feel like I always, oh yeah, I used to do Christmas lists. I used to write, I used to always have games on there. Do you remember kind of like thinking way back some of the earliest games you might have asked for? Um, I mean, I know, and it's because it's a big story, but I remember asking Santa Claus for a Sega Genesis Mm -hmm. and then being heartbroken when I received a Super Nintendo that Christmas because Uh. unbeknownst to me, uh, behind the scenes, Santa had gone to, uh, Babbage's, uh, in the mall and was told that, uh, their child would, or I would rather receive a, uh, Super Nintendo instead of a Sega Genesis, even though the marketing for the Sega Genesis had fully worked on me, and that's what I wanted. So I remember writing it. I remember being, like, really confused how my clearly written letter to Mm. Santa, which stated Sega Genesis was so poorly misinterpreted by Santa, and how his elves could have, like, crafted this Super Nintendo when I clearly wanted a Sega Genesis. That's that's true. It was a weird kind of mental logic leap you had to do as a kid to ch- imagine that santa's elves were building things that were also sold in stores and were oh yeah being i pictured them like elsewhere plastic injection molding and like you know soldering uh, electronic boards up in uh up in the north pole mm-hmm. like fully bought into it oh yeah arctic temperatures are the perfect place to work with electronics so that <laughs> that definitely seems ideal. Yeah. What um, about you? Do you remember writing lists? Yes. I, I distinctly remember. And it's funny thinking back on this because I, I must have been such a sucker for um, I, for video game advertising in magazines. Because I had a, I mentioned in previous episodes, I had a Nintendo Power subscription. Um, and my interest in certain games definitely just stemmed from that. Like, I remember writing on my Christmas list, Mega Man's one through three, 
because I wanted <laughs> Mega Man so bad. And my parents justifiably being like, we're not buying you three video games. Are you crazy? Uh, and so weirdly got me Mega Man 2. They didn't oh, start they with one. They split the difference. They yeah. did. I, it was a weird like splitting the difference type thing. And it was actually... Uh, some would argue that the the correct choice because Mega Man Two is often regarded as the best one, and Mega Man One is a little bit of a rough draft. But uh, I the the I'm the sure little, that's not why they thought that that, that, that is, is not at all. The I'm sure I'm sure Sue made. and Rick were not engaged in uh, in comprehensive analysis of of video games at that time uh, or now. But I um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember doing that. Um, I remember, like, I have a very distinct memory of when we got our N64 when I was a little older. Um, that was, I'm you know, my N64 shirt today. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. The ultra get in or get out. That was the uh, the advertising campaign for that one. Uh, the end. Yeah, the N64. I had Mario 64 and Diddy Kong Racing. I got with it. Uh, oh, that's as, awesome. As part of that, yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. Um, so and that and then. I also remember, I mean, I was I was a big Nintendo kid. Unlike you, I would have been thrilled to have accidentally received a Super Nintendo. Uh, even though I I actually have very fond memories of playing Sega Genesis at friends' houses and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff to go back to there. Uh, but I, you know, all the way up through the GameCube era, you know, when I was in high school, I, I was a big Nintendo kid and so we also got a GameCube for Christmas, but uh, you know, at that point we were older and also knew that it was our parents spending their hard-earned money on our gifts and not some magic man and his uh, indentured servants in uh, the Arctic Circle making making gifts for us. So I, uh, my brother and I tried to find where they were hiding the gift because we, oh, we no. knew that they had I, I don't remember how we knew, but I think we had just we had like been insinuating so hard. That, you were that's cycling what we through wanted. their uh, credit card bills. You were like yeah. checking all their receipts. Like, were you scanning yeah, yeah. combing, bags on the combing way financial records? Yeah, yeah like searching. getting into the Petrocelli household was like going through TSA. Like, you were like, all right, hand over the bag, mom. All right, we I had, gotta. We had a station set up at every entrance of the house, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was no there was no getting by it. Uh, yeah, we um, we somehow figured out that they had gotten it for us, and my brother found it. I think it was just under their bed. I don't think they had hidden it that well. Um, but you my know, brother as an found adult it. Now, like as a quick aside, as an adult now, do you ever think back and think of like the horrors that you could have found as a child snooping through your parents? Like they're adults. Oh my god! Yeah, they're they adults. they have sex. They like they they might have like had a pack of cigarettes or condoms or who knows what. Like yeah. you could have really ruined what childhood you had left by doing that. I'm, I think it should I lay leave lying around and I'm like oh yeah. God. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Isn't that that's fucking wild to like think back and be like, wow, I'm glad I found a GameCube under the bed. Like, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, we had a GameCube and we got a Super Smash Brothers Melee. That was the ah, big. Because then, one. like, my brother and I, over the course of the next couple weeks, just played N64 Smash Brothers constantly to like train ourselves for the game we knew we were getting. Because uh, that, that was that, that was how we approached those things training. back then. Yeah. Yeah, like no, the it game wound up being useless. Was pretty wildly different. Yeah, like, and it, it was it was a very and also the, the, different game. Yeah, the feel of melee was so like we quickly realized when we fired up the new one that our, all of our preparation had been for nothing because the game, even though it was this in the same series, it yeah it handled so differently and they tweaked so many things about it. I actually recently, um, because I've my I have a Steam Deck and I can emulate GameCube games now, um, and Nintendo is kind of funny about uh re-releasing gamecube games and by funny i mean they don't like to do it mm-hmm. uh, i um i've been going back to a lot of gamecube uh classics including smash brothers melee and i just maybe because i haven't been able to consistently emulate them the same way i've been able to do like n64 and older but the the nostalgia hit me really hard for oh, wow. for the gamecube i like i i i immediately got this like really strong sense of like comfort and familiarity and like uh i i think gamecube was also kind of when i started to feel like more of a sense of ownership of my game collection because i started being able to buy them myself because mm-hmm. i started like you know do it working little jobs here and there and like mm-hmm. being able to like have spending money um so that i i always re- like i remember i would lay out my gamecube games 
each time I got a new one to be like, this is my collection and like being really, <laughs> being really like happy and like proud feeling of like, Oh, I've added another game. And like, these are somehow, even though I received plenty of games as gifts over the years and I'm mm -hmm. grateful for them, I, I, I had a more of a sense of ownership over those. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, because it, it, it really, it hit us at the right time. Like, I got a GameCube for my surprise 15th birthday, mm. which also, the the trick for all of my, especially Christmas holiday, like, gift receiving uh, for video games was that a lot of times, my birthday, I would, like, get a system or get a game or something like that, and then Christmas being only a month after my birthday was, like, the time to, like, add a game or add an accessory. So, like we were talking about lists earlier, like it definitely like crystallized a lot of times where I was like, okay, I got, you know, I got this game. Oh crap. I need a memory card. So, all right, well, I'll just, I'll wait a month. I'll get the memory card on, on Christmas or, you know, like, oh, I, I got uh, this multiplayer game, but I only have two controllers. I, I'm going to ask for two more controllers for Christmas. So that yeah. was like, that was often the, like the hustle for my birthday to Christmas pipeline. It was far enough away that I never really had to worry about getting a, a gift for like Christmas and birthday. Yeah, you had a, a full, couple of times. You had a full month. Exactly. It was like enough time to be like, yeah, well, you know, like that, that was a while ago. That's a couple of paychecks in between for anybody who's like, you know, buying these things for me <laughs> in the like most selfish way possible. But um that was always the trick for me was like whatever I got for my birthday, like thinking like, oh, what am I missing now? What do I really need? And then it was a real dry spell for the rest of the year. But um, well, that's OK. You had plenty yeah. of time to play those games. Exactly. I, uh, I mean, that was, uh, I, I guess, the the advantage of having a brother who is only a year and a half older than me. And so we had a lot of the same interests. My birthday was in August and then his was in January. So we had nice. a gift giving event halfway through the year and then. Yeah, we had that same kind of because his was his is just about a month after Christmas, so he had that same kind of remedial. Oh, we're we're getting an additional thing. I remember the we um, the one of one of the few times I like got in on gift giving. Actually, a couple a couple different occasions. One was actually it, I I think it was that same Christmas or maybe the year after that I guessed for Mega Man one through three, and I got two. They then got my brother Mega Man three for his birthday, so we got it pretty closely uh. after and i was like super hyped because i knew they were giving it to him uh and then one year again a, a game i must have just liked the look of from nintendo power kirby's dreamland i uh which again i like cute things kirby was mm -hmm. cute uh, mm -hmm. i liked the i love the worlds and, and all that stuff were were very appealing um we put the game it was you know it was a game boy game so it came in like a little box um I, I meant to say square shape box and instead I was about to say box shape box. Uh but but <laughs> yeah, well, square, box -shaped box. square shape box. Square yeah, it's you know, it evokes box like images. Uh mm -hmm. and uh we put it in a shoe box as a way to like oh, fake smart. him out. So somebody else got him like a puzzle game for Game Boy that, that Yoshi, I don't know if you remember playing that. Yeah, Yoshi, um, the Yoshi Cookie Time or whatever one or the So one this wasn't was... Yoshi's Cookie. This was the one where you're Mario and you're like holding these like platforms in your hands and you're like turning them around to like, and like shapes of like different um, Mario like enemies, enemies right? are like yeah, falling the from the ceiling. Would, the and egg you, would like sandwich them down. Yeah. You had to like make egg sandwiches essentially <laughs> to, to hatch Yoshi's eggshell uh, sandwiches. Eggshell sa yeah. Not Somehow as enjoyable. The egg is in two pieces. And then when it is formed back together, it magically it gestates into, into a living being. Yeah, yeah, that's that science. doesn't make a lot of sense. But all well, right. you know what? Yeah, nature is is mysterious and and works in a lot of uh, unusual ways. But he got that game, and that, that was like, not that that was intended to be a fake out gift, but I think he was like, oh, this is the video game I'm getting, and then uh, mm -hmm. and then opened the the shoebox and saw another video game. So that was uh, uh, a brilliant. fun yeah, little surprise I, I that I got to be very on clearly. as a kid. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. I remember very clearly like looking for the box shape of like you know GameCube was the little square. Yes. Super Nintendo was the longer rectangle. Um, uh huh. You know, 
what else? There was a Sega Genesis came in a plastic snap container that was also rectangular. But yes. It was like a so you like would you like feel in the margins mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. gifts a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give a squeeze, give a shake, you know, whatever. Um, definitely into that. And I, you know, we were talking about finding things. Um, the way that I found out that Santa didn't exist was not because, you know, a price sticker was left on something, which I think happened once, and I just, like, looked the other way, or, you know, wasn't kids at school being, Really like, intensely compartmentalized that out oh of yeah. your brain. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, like, I had a very... It, it came from a place of logic, where I was like, my parents complain about money literally year-round, about mm-hmm. how we don't have a lot, and then I was spoiled on Christmas, like, piles yeah. of gifts. It was... Arguably too much. Well, that's nice. They they really wanted to splurge on you. Yes, it was. It was very nice. Only child syndrome and like uh, definitely like gift giving is like a thing that my mother uses to be like, look, we're okay. We can buy mm-hmm. gifts. Um, but to me, it was like, well, Santa's got to be real because like otherwise, I'm putting these people into the poorhouse and like <laughs> I can't. My brain cannot acknowledge that so the the cognitive dissonance was like santa's got to be real all of this other crap like maybe santa had to swing by the store and pick up this thing or like whatever but santa's real <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and then one year my friend chris and i were hanging out in um the like little side room that i had where we had a tv and i had my n64 hooked up and he i I forget why in the world I told him to go get something out of my mother's room. But I was like, yeah, my mom keeps that like over in her room or something like that. And he came back and he was holding Diddy Kong Racing. He was like, you didn't tell me you had Diddy Kong Racing. And I was like, um, I don't. What is that doing here? And I like, I think I may have called my mom while she was at work and was like, hey, mom, we just found Diddy Kong Racing. Like, what's going on? And that night she like sat me down to have the oh, talk God. and was like, you know... Santa's not real. And I was like, so devastated. I remember telling her, I was like, I knew because everybody said it all the time, but Uh I just was holding out hope. And she was like, well, you know, he's real in like our hearts or some (laughs) nonsense excuse. But I remember, yeah, it was Diddy Kong Racing that put me over the edge uh, and made me realize that Santa was not real, which I am sorry to hear that. Brutal. Well, brutal. at least you had the joy of the silver corn challenge to look forward to. I <laughs> did did Kong love Diddy Kong Racing. I did, I did too. I feel like they should make another adventure racing game and maybe yeah. maybe do a less annoying. I hated that silver coin challenge, but the but the uh, having to collect coins and then also come in first place on a race like drove me up the wall. But but I loved that game. Uh, I I definitely played a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I liked that. Also, you like you had to navigate to get to the race that you wanted mm-hmm. to do. You like unlocked different areas by having the different vehicle types. It was it was interesting. It like played on a lot of neat things that I feel like I hadn't experienced before. Yeah, I, I the Santa thing. I didn't I didn't really ever have a moment where a parent had to explain to me, my brother and I just, I think it, I think we, we benefited from having a younger sister um, because my sister's six years younger than me. And so we just kind of got to a point where my dad, uh, we were in the car. It was just me and my brother and my dad. And he made a reference to Santa Claus, I think talking about getting something for my sister and then kind of turned to us and he was like, I don't have to explain this to you. Right. And, and we were like, <laughs> we were like, Nope, we figured it out. And he was like, okay, good. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's and then I'm really sure he funny. was like, make like sure you say thank you to your like, mother. Guys, come on. <laughs> exactly. He yeah, was like, right, we don't have to do exactly. this. Right. You guys are old enough. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Chris, the, the, the gifts thing, um, the wrapped gifts under the tree it, it was always particularly interesting because yeah, there was that, I, I, there was that thing of is this is this a video game box or is this like a book or something like that? Uh, and then one cat one subcategory I want to I want to touch on are you know games that you didn't ask for or games mm-hmm. that that are a surprise because maybe a relative bought you a game that you didn't ex- like they weren't they weren't in the know and like didn't weren't the people that you'd expect to get you a video game. Um, I distinctly remember one year finding a, a present under the tree that I think was made out to both me and my brother and was clearly like an N64 box. Like I was like, this has to be a video game, but it was from like my aunt Carolyn and uncle Robin who are, are um, my dad's side of the family and like, were very nice people, but like aren't video game people. Um, and so I was very 
I was like, I was like, Aunt Carolyn got us a video game. What, what the heck did she get for us? And that was um, a game we discussed on an upcoming episode of uh, Noah's podcast, which is uh, Fighter's Destiny. Oh they wow, us, nice. Yeah, yeah. Which was it was like a really pleasant because I had like kind of read about it in I think in Nintendo Power, and I was like, oh, this fighting game, and there weren't a lot of fighting games on N sixty four. So I was like, oh, that's cool. They got us like a game we could play together, and then it. You know I, that game's showing its age, but is is still I think pretty a pretty good game, and for the time was maybe the best fighting game on the N sixty four, and we played the shit out of it. So I always you know they'll I don't think they'll ever listen to this, but shout out to Aunt Carolyn and Uncle Robin if you ever hear this. Uh, I I apologize if I experienced any skepticism as a child for the gift that you got me because it was it was great, and we my brother and I really uh, cherished that for a while. Um. That's awesome. I also had another, I had another, cause I had a couple younger aunts and uncles who played video games. Um, one of whom my aunt, uh, my aunt Janet, she, she, and on three separate occasions got me a game and I feel like it, it goes through the spectrum of quality. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that to give her a hard time. Cause mm-hmm. like you're trying to find a game for somebody you look you, like, you don't have a lot of resources in like the early to mid nineties. And so you're just in the store and you're looking at the box uh, and so one year she got me a game called Space Ace. Do you know what this is? I feel like I can see the box. I don't think I ever played it. But it's um so it was the same people who made Dragon's Lair, um right down to Don Bluth doing the yep. animation. Yep. It was an arcade. It was meant to be like sci-fi Dragon's Lair. Yeah, um, absolutely. I do fully recognize Space Ace. Yes, and they tried to port it to the Super Nintendo, but they yeah, but you know the Super Nintendo can't just run a because those the dragon's lair for those you don't know was a a game that was essentially just a cartoon movie that played and you had like button prompts left and right options and like a single button right like you right really limited it was very basic not do yep right and so it was an arcade game and and, uh there was a season of stranger things where they're playing it at the beginning uh and complaining that it's bullshit which it was but uh but the anime you know don bluth was a legendary animator and uh, they, the the animation was always really nice, but the Super Nintendo couldn't run that. So instead, it was this really janky kind of platformer type game, but with like a bizarre, like a, a you know bad hit detection that were all like one hit kills that then would play really grainy stock videos of some of like the death animations from the arcade. Um, and I felt bad because you know I, I'm sure my aunt was at the store. And saw the picture, saw the box, saw like the you know the the colorful Don Bluth art, and in stills the graphics looked pretty decent. And so it was just like, oh, a space adventure. My nephew will like this. Um, and it's oh, I hate to say terrible, it. Terrible, by the way. It I'm was looking. it was bad. I I don't want to sugarcoat it. It was it was a bad game. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, she also got us uh, once uh, Super Metroid. So she nice. is uh, absolved of of any of any other. Uh, things because obviously super metroid was a game that i can't remember why it must have been for my brother's birthday we were in the store and my dad literally talked us out of getting it he um not yeah and this was this was a little while before it was given to us as a gift so i I don't think it was like because he knew about that it was it was that he we were trying to decide between that game and joe and mac 2 did you ever play (laughs) joe and mac yeah, the, we loved Joe and Mac. Uh, I mean, I loved any game that was two players because it meant I got to play all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, Joe and Mac was a game we rented from Blockbuster a bunch. So then we were in the store and we saw that a sequel had come out. Uh, we were really excited about it. But then also we had been reading about Super Metroid and like reading the Nintendo Power comic and like we're just so, your dad so hyped saw it and he up. was like guys we gotta was, we gotta go with like the tried and true here. He was like, I know you know you like this. It's two players. You guys can play together. Like, let's just do this instead. Cut and the shit. So, We're not doing yeah. Super Metroid. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't put it quite on those terms, but I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Where he was like, "Don't make me just buy this game that one of you is going to play." Um. Yep. So, so we got that, and that game is just okay. But, uh, uh, but then, yeah, we thankfully my aunt uh, got that game for us later, and is one of my favorite games of all time. So. Uh, yeah, I one really of the, one of the best games of all. I'm really into that. What about you? Any any um kind of dark horse uh gifts yeah. that you've ever received? Definitely. So I mean, first of all, every single movie tie-in video game was not a game that I asked for, but it mm-hmm. was like a game that 
you know, mom or an aunt or uncle or anybody that was like struggling to get me a game uh, would see and be like, ah, the kid like Lion King, yeah. like he'll like this game. And they used and, to make you know, they used to make movie games for like everything. Yeah, and some of them were a bop. Like some of them were really great games. Um, yeah. I mean, I know we we talked extensively about Aladdin also on Noah's podcast, but like. The Aladdin game was like interesting and kind of fun. And yeah. the Lion You're talking game about the Genesis one specifically. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I know I know which side your bread's buttered on. <laughs> uh, on the Genesis side. <laughs> um and so like, yeah, a lot of those games, there were also some real tough or real like ugly ones. Like uh, I remember the Jurassic Park Super Nintendo game uh was just Yes, brutal. that game we tried to play that in college. Yes, that game was insane to play. It had a like a Doom like fighting part and it was too much <laughs> there's a uh i i keep doing this but there's a let's play channel on youtube that i follow i keep shouting out youtube channels Please on do. the show but I, I watch a lot of youtube content um but there's a let's play channel where they did a, a playthrough someone like on their patreon like paid a bunch of money for them to like play the super nintendo jurassic park and then there's three of the guys and the way they did it was one of them was playing the game um because i think this was still during like pandemic lockdown uh-huh. times uh, one of them was playing the game. One was looking was only looking at a map of the game. They weren't seeing the <laughs> game being played. And then the other one was only looking at a written strategy guide of like where to go. So so all th- so they all three of them were piloting different things uh, and trying to get. And you know it takes like maybe thirteen episodes, but twelve or thirteen episodes. But they get through the whole thing. Um, but it's, it, I respect that the, the reaction that the guy playing the game has when he first goes to an indoor area and it changes from that, like top down thing to doom. And he's trying to describe it to the other guys who aren't seeing the screen. And they're just like, I don't even understand what you're playing. And he was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, but yeah, that game was, was wild, but you owned oh, that. Yeah. Yep. I had that. And, um, yeah. And then for like people who got me things like completely out of left field, mm-hmm. I remember, my aunt and uncle that lived in Baltimore, like, you know, you have like a rich relative basically, or, or maybe you have a few or something like that. Or so he, like my uncle Michael and aunt Kathy, like they had money, they had three yeah. kids. They, they felt so totally alien to me when I was little. Like I felt like such a bumpkin when I was around them or like going sure. to their house. I was like, wow. Like they had like, they had like people come to like work their parties. That was like, oh boy, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. I, I get it, it was like otherworldly to me. Now we're all really close and like they're, I mean, truly not even that far outside of my income bracket. But as a child that didn't understand things, like they were right. fucking fancy. And uh, I remember, like when I was really little, I remember they got me a Batmobile, and I wasn't really into Batman, but I, I was like, yeah, all right, like the Batmobile's cool. It shoots yeah. little plastic S- rockets. Like still I'll, cool I'll get gift. into this. And then started watching the animated series and loved it. And then in I probably like middle school time or maybe a little later, they got me Quake Three Arena. Oh. Um, and it was purely like Quake multiplayer. Right. That was the and, just multiplayer game. Yeah. Right. And it was gross and fun. Like you know, shit explodes into like yeah. bloody like you know explosions and stuff like that. And it really. I th- I think I had it before I'd ever played anything like Halo. Like I had played Goldeneye, but I hadn't played like any of the more like gruesome, gutsy like weapons sure. really matter like kind of like Doom shooters. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I hadn't really played Doom. I hadn't really played yeah Halo. Um, you know, eventually like I'd get into like Counter Strike and stuff like that, but I hadn't really done any of those. And it it was a blast. And I remember, like, going in. It was probably some of my first, like, online gaming. Oh, nice. You know, tying up the phone line on a 56K <laughs> modem or whatever we were at at the time and just struggling through it was incredible that people. games were even playable in that, in that oh, format. I mean, it barely. Like, uh, mm. truly barely. But, um, but yeah. Uh, and it, it was completely out of left field. It was a game I'd never, like, heard of or had any interest in. I remember un- un- opening it up and being like, I don't even know if my computer can handle this. But it, it did. Wow. And uh, I really loved it. And, uh, yeah, that and another game that I got completely out of left field was a game called Vector Man for the second. Oh, Genesis. I remember seeing commercials for it. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of it. Apparently, this was, like friend of the family style he was like yeah the guy at the store said it's fun i think you'll enjoy it and gave it to me um for like a, a holiday present and i really 
I, I remember really enjoying it and having like no attachment to the IP, no no real understanding of what the point was, but it was like a pretty fun platformer wow. shooter type of game. So yeah. Wait, so at a certain point you were able to get a Genesis. Yes. Um, oh yes, sorry. I um <laughs> after my very obviously disappointed muted, face. <laughs> muted response to your super oh my Nintendo. God. I was so bad at faking it if I didn't you were, like You were the, the polar opposite of that N sixty four kid that was like the me for a while. A hundred percent. I like opened it and looked at it and was like, What's <laughs> this? And my mother was like, Oh, it's the Super Nintendo. Like, you know, it's like a big game system. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. And she was like, you don't seem happy. And I was like, well, I asked for a Sega Genesis, so I, I don't know why I got this. And she was like, oh, well, maybe Santa thought it was like better. And I was like, I, I don't know why Santa would think that. Like, I was so mm. baffled and yeah, so... Yeah, Santa like, had a helper. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that Babbage's employee, um, who probably, <laughs> arguably, was making good sense. But at the time, I was not interested. Um, no, the, Genesis had that marketing. Yes, exactly. The Super Nintendo... I think it stayed at my mom's house for a year and I got a Genesis the next holiday or maybe it moved to my dad's house and yeah, no, it, it had to have been, it had to either be my birthday or Christmas the next year I got a Genesis and my super Nintendo was relegated to, to my dad's house. So it was the weekend machine. Um, but yeah, no, I, we, I did end up getting a Sega Genesis. I'm, I feel so guilty. Like I know I was such a little shit. It wasn't on purpose, but like, no, of course. I mean, it's tough when you're a kid. You like you don't have. It's hard to have a sense of perspective about things. Oh, yeah. and, Not at all. Right. You didn't really. Uh, God, this is this isn't a game experience, but I feel like I have to recount it if I'm talking about uh, events. I uh, one year on my birthday, um, I opened a gift that wound up being. I don't know what I thought it was. I think I thought maybe it was like a board game or something, and mm -hmm. it wound up being a wooden plaque. Uh, that had a car on it, and it said Michael's Pit Stop. It was like a thing to hang in your room that my uncle had gotten for me that I think he got like personalized with my oh, name on it. Man. And I was so unimpressed that I said, and I've never been able to live this down, I said, thanks for the not-so-nice present. Wow, what a burn. They How? love, uh, they will quote that to me until the day that one of us dies because it is like, Oh, I, I yeah, I, I was speaking of being such a little shit. I was so so unappreciative, uh, and yeah, they I I get razzed on that still to this day quite a bit. So basically, anytime so, I'm seen opening a, a present, naughty way of putting it. Uh huh. Oh yeah, it was like it was it. like real shady <laughs> of me to put it that way. I but. love it. That's yeah. That was like that was an epic read for little Michael. That was so good. <laughs> um. You know, actually, while we're talking about games and getting things that are not quite what you expect and writing lists, uh -huh. another year I did have magic cards written on my oh, list. And oh, I meant no. Magic the Gathering. And my mother bought me like a magic, like trick right, card. Right, trick set. <laughs> yep. And I, uh, that was another one where I opened it and I was like, what is this? Like, I don't understand. And my mom was like, Oh, well, you know, I Santa read your list and you said magic cards. And I was like, yeah, Magic the Gathering. Like, what are these? Like, I was like so baffled. Oh, my and God. I found out later in life my mother was so excited because I wrote magic cards on a piece of paper. And she like went to a hundred stores oh, and finally no. found a place that like had like magic trick supplies and was like so pumped that she oh, found this thing. Oh my God, she put all this work in and you yep. were like, this isn't the game. Like, is there mana to tap and monsters <laughs> to summon? No, nope. nothing, <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing like nothing that. Like that. I, I think that was one of the rare times, I feel so bad about this, that like a gift like disappeared and it's because my mom took it back to the store. Like it just like... Yeah, what? like Santa sent an elf later to like retrieve that oh. un unwelcomed gift. That so that bad. wooden plaque hung in my room for for many years, uh, basically until we moved uh, out of that house. I'm sad that you don't have it now. That's <laughs> yeah. I think once my parents like kind of move, once they moved out of the house in East Greenwich and and like kind of downsized a lot of stuff. I think I think a lot of unfortunately my old childhood. Mm -hmm. memorabilia uh we're, we're gotten rid of and i yeah i think michael's pit stop sadly got got 
got I hope uh, it's in, put out I hope with, it's in the room with a bunch of, of other stuff. Who loves cars now. That would make me. Happy. I certainly. Ho- I hope it was in the room of someone who appreciates it. <laughs> that yeah. that is that is my hope. Um, yeah, that, uh, just a, a couple last minute things I want to touch on. This the the licensed game thing. Like I I had a Blues Brothers video game. Oh yeah, um, that game was awful. Yeah, it, it, you know what it felt like. It felt like a. It felt like an adaptation of a Blues Brothers animated show that never got made. Because mm-hmm. it instead of being based on the movie at all, it's just the Blues Brothers get sucked into a magic jukebox and have to go on like they live they're in like a crazy cartoon world where like they get super buff by eating ice cream and like have to jump on giant snails and collect records and, and stuff. And it's it's very bizarre. There was a two-player mode, and the two-player mode had a different level set. I, I think some of the levels were the same, but it didn't have as many. Like the campaign was shorter with two players oh, wow. than it was with single player. It was very strange. It was an, that was an odd game. And then I, I, I know I've referenced this on, on recording elsewhere, but I did also have the Lord of the Rings volume one for super Nintendo. Oh yes. Uh, yep. That's which that opens with the epic quest to find Sam's glasses in the middle of a cave is, was just, again, I, whoever, whoever in my family got that for me definitely was like Lord of the Rings. Like they, you know, they, these kids love fantasy stuff. Like that they, they made the Lord of the Rings for super Nintendo. This has gotta be, gotta be a good choice. And it was again, occupying the bottom tier of gifts. And I, I'm sorry to whichever family member got me that. And I, I mean, my brother and I, to our credit, gave it gave it the old college try and trying to get through it. Like when you had games, you kind of just had to play them because you weren't buying games all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we put some time into it, but it was we I we did not enjoy most of our time with that game. Uh, nor were we good. able to beat it. Yeah, it was pretty I mean, rough. The box, the box art would have tricked me for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I was pretty sold by anything that had like. Because what, what is the box art in this one? So it has Lord of the Rings written on the front with like a nice little sword in the middle. Right. I was a sucker for a sword fun. on the cover of a game. Yeah. It has big like Final Fantasy had similar like art mm-hmm. direction on a lot of their stuff. And then on the back it has screenshots of the game and it's like bright, colorful. It looks looks decent. Yeah. Isn't. They really, you know, you <laughs> could buy it right isn't. now for $9 on eBay if you really want to I will not it. spend $9. I will emulate that game at some point if I want to revisit it. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, sorry. Nine dollars is just the box and the cover. Oh, that's one of those scam. Emails. Oh, or or one of those things where you just like maybe you got the cartridge by itself somewhere and you're trying to like round out the collection. But yep. yeah. Okay, here it is. Actually pre-owned. It's a hundred bucks. Hundred dollars. I mean, that's a, it's a collector's item, I guess. But yeah. yikes. Yeah, probably because a lot of people bought it and threw it out. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like it. I mean, you know me and and collecting things but like sure. i'm sure there are people in this universe that like bought a game plugged it in as adults like bought a game plugged it in hated it and were like get get this out of here like i'm i'm throwing it out it's going sure the trash. It, i mean like nowadays i i buy 99 percent of my games digitally so i don't really have the option to, you know i just have to make sure i'm i'm you i usually do a good job of making sure that i do my research on a game before I purchase it. But, you know, sometimes you get a game where you're like, oh man, this isn't that good. And also I'm kind of stuck with it forever because I, there's no mechanism by which to return this. Uh, yeah. And you couldn't, you yep. couldn't trade it in for, for credit or anything. Yeah. For 35 cents from GameStop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would, you wouldn't <laughs> have gotten a lot back, but you know, it would have been yeah. worth something. something. Um, but yeah, I, I I like to reflect on us on getting games when I was a kid because now as an adult, like no one buys me games anymore. I I still or, literally tell people like you know anybody asks me what I want. First of all, my big running joke right now, and I say joke because I would actually want this, but nobody's ever going to buy it for me. Is when somebody says, "Oh, what do you want for Christmas?" I say a PS Five. Like just give me a <laughs> PS Five, whatever. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe someday some rich benefactor will come into my life and buy me one. But, you know, until then. But, like, I still ask for games. I'm still, like, I, I like video games. Like, it's still uh-huh. the thing that yeah. I'm most excited to get. Uh, you know, I need socks sometimes. I, I don't need any socks. That was a lie. I need underwear. Like, I need some stuff. And I'm like, ah, I'll buy that. Like, give me a game. Get Put it, wrap it up. I'll be excited about it. I know. It would be exciting to, to like, get a game in a proper box uh, you yeah. know, unwrapped or anything like 
But instead of just now, I feel like I, I mean, I, I love the gifts that I get. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, if I get these like clothing gifts and stuff like that, that means that's money I will just spend on a video game for myself later. Exactly. Um, it's all, it's all bargaining. It's like, if I don't have to buy myself new shirts, I can take that shirt money. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, the, my, my game collection is now just shirt and pants money, but oh, well. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, on the flip side, like it's, it's one of those trade-offs of like getting, you know, you're an adult now you can buy all the, you know, dumb shit that you want for yourself that you Mm -hmm. couldn't as a kid. And you had to just kind of like find special occasions and wheedle your way, you know, into, uh, situations where you were able to get, get a game. So, you know, it's a, it's a trade-off. Yep. Absolutely. So the other thing I wanted to touch on this episode was just kind of looking back on the year as a whole of 2022 um and just you know we don't have to do an exhaustive recap of of the year in gaming but i you know especially you know replay values is centered around gaming experiences and things that made an impression i i would just i'd be curious to know kind of what what your gaming experiences were in 2022 that you you feel like will stick with you yeah yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I one big one is, and uh, of course, we just talked about the fact that I moved, but in 2022, I lived in an apartment in New York City that had a giant backyard, which is insane. It's yeah. not a thing that people usually get, um, but it was, uh, you know, 25 feet by 30 feet patio. It was a big space. Yeah, it was it was massive. Truly unbelievable, uh, too expensive, and not very well-managed buildings. So that's why we left, but, you know, um, great backyard. But twice... I had a good group of people over and put a game up on uh, my projection screen. Oh, and I have yeah. a projector. And so one of those was Jackbox, which was like really cool to have everybody standing around and be able to play these party games on like a 10 foot projection screen. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and be hanging out outside. Like, you know, yes, we're all like on our phones, but also like mingling. I had a bunch of strangers over, so it was people getting to meet one another. It was really great. Yeah, it's just Um, those Jackbox games are pretty social, even if they're controlled on your devices. Oh, absolutely. And I have to say, like, talk about making memories, like in jokes that have come up through like Quiplash or um, some of the drawing games or like things like that. Like, those things (laughs) stick for so long. It's such a good platform for like having fun with people and making memories and then uh the other game that we played which also came out last year is uh shredder's revenge which oh yeah the ninja turtles game yeah that was so good like to just be able to put that beat up up and like you know the projector has like a really good sound to it so listening to the the excellent audio from that game uh really was like an awesome time so i feel like that was a very very foundational 2022 backyard memory that i really appreciated and that game had you could do up to six players i think so you could yeah yeah you could really get into it with a bunch of folks out there so oh yeah absolutely what are you gonna do with the projector now that you've moved um we can i so we're living above friends shout out to simon and erica yeah what's their children Um, congrats on the new the new kid yeah exactly (laughs) um but uh uh, you know, there's enough space in the back patio area here that I could probably put the screen up or maybe just walk it down to Astoria Park and be able to do like a park day or something like yeah. that. As long as I can find a way to power the projector, which might be tricky. Um, yeah, the park, but, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, um, just invest in a generator that you bring with you. <laughs> that, like... Don't try me. I would, I would probably <laughs> I, I know you it. would. Um, or maybe the garage. I don't know. There's there's ways. We'll, we'll be able to do something. But... Um, but yeah, I'll I'll find ways to to reinterpret what I was enjoying about the uh, the the patio life that I had. Um, oh, that patio life is sometimes so fleeting. You gotta you gotta treasure it where when it lasts. <laughs> you gotta you gotta love your patios when you got them. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, and, that's that's uh, cool. Yeah. What what about you? What what was some what was a big memory for you? I mean, you know, I. 
played a little bit of a, a game called Elden, Elden Ring, Ring that came yeah, out in I was 2022. About to say, is Elden Ring what you're going to bring up? <laughs> I mean, I have to. It was. It came out in February of last year, and yeah. I played it for most of 2022. Yeah, um, it came it's out the game in a I was... bleak, sad month, and it was a bleak, sad game. So. It was the game I had when I got COVID, and so I, you know, especially because I uh, the first couple days when I had it, my wife didn't have it, so I hold myself up in this room actually this turned into like my sad like sick boy apartment inside our apartment uh where i just like i unfolded our our like couch bed and laid myself up and i brought i literally brought my ps5 in here and plugged it into this tv I love uh, it. in this room and just yeah just played a bunch of elden ring while i was sick uh so i you know my i will always have that memory of that game and always have that association of it with that time that I spent, uh, you know, laid up and frantically smelling things in my house to see if my my sense of smell or taste were going to go away at any point. Was it you that uh, did you not realize that you couldn't smell? Th- no, that was Louis. That was Louis. Yeah, he didn't realize he hadn't been smelling things for like a day or two because his taste never left, but his smell did. And yeah. so one day he was like, "Oh wait, I can't smell this." No, I I lost uh, some of my taste. And it made certain things that I liked taste bad. Like it made uh, wasabi. I, I don't know why I was ordering sushi while I was sick, but I, I was just like, I'm sick. I deserve a treat. And so I, <laughs> I uh, ordered sushi and I started to eat it. And I was like, something is wrong with this. And then I realized like I couldn't taste the wasabi properly. Something a, something in my taste buds was muted. And so it just tasted bad. Like the and and then I realized I was kind of only tasting very surface I wasn't getting no depth of flavor from anything. It was all it was all like surface level. It was very, very disconcerting. Gotcha. I did not like I that. I feel like if we weren't remote I would have clipped off the joke earlier of, yeah, you lost some taste because you loved Elden Ring so much. Oh but, yes. Know. Also know. that's pitched to nobody because everybody loves that <laughs> I was game. Say everyone. That's okay. I, I, we we've litigated this a fair amount on on uh, best game of all I'll time. I'll leave it in. All right, this is the the recap, and that was last year. I'll leave it in my twenty twenty two recap. It, I won't do it anymore. I'll also try to give it another go because it's kind of, it's got some DLC or something coming. Someday out. I want to sit down with you and like and be your like Elden Ring coach and like right. talk talk you through what it takes to play those games. But uh, just because. Uh, I, I, even if you come away with it still being like this is not for me, I would still, I would still love to to impart some of my very otherwise very useless knowledge that I've accrued by playing all those games. All right, all right, yeah, no, I, I would do that. I would absolutely do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, El- Elden Ring was a big deal. Uh, the um, the Steam Deck coming out and being able, I had reserved one like the previous summer, and about a year later, dur- like right before my birthday. Um, my pre-order became available. So it wound up being like a birthday gift for myself, essentially. That was, it was, I bought it, but it was still kind of a surprise that it became available mm-hmm. like right in time for that. Uh, and that is, I, I've really become, in my adult life, I've really become a big fan of handheld gaming. Um, I still like playing on a, uh, on a big TV. I actually just got the, um, the 8-bit, the 8-bit dough, uh, con- like ultimate controller that came out oh, recently yeah. um, for to use with my Steam Deck. Like I plug the little dongle into like the Steam Deck dock, and so now I can play all. Bitdo makes phenomenal hardware. This new one, I, I think, is it, they always have made good stuff, and I think this new one is their best one yet. It's, nice. It's a real. It's basically one of my favorite game controllers. Um, was always the Xbox 360 controller, and this feels a lot like that. Nice. nice. Um, so. So yeah, my, yeah, Steam Deck being able to emulate uh, tons of systems, including GameCube, which I mentioned before, um, and just being able to play so many games on the go is just, you know, it's it's what I love about my Switch, and it's what I love about the Steam Deck, and I, I think I'm, I think I might be, I, I love my PS5 still, but I'll be honest, I think going forward, when I buy new systems, I'm just going to do Nintendo and... Um, Oh, something and like right. steam one because i can't keep investing in too many game libraries i am oh, a, yeah. a finite human being <laughs> with only so much time and also like shouldn't be spending my money on games i'll never play yeah so that's very fair uh, you know and i love i'll always love 
Nintendo's games. I hate to say I love Nintendo because they're a company, and I feel like we shouldn't love companies. But that's true. But I'll, but I'll always love Nintendo's creative uh, properties that uh, that I've go. enjoyed since I was a kid. Uh, so I I feel like I'll always stay stay on board with them to some degree. Uh, but then I I think I just gotta commit. I think I'll just commit to my Steam library. I think I just gotta just gotta do that one now. And and those are the only those are the libraries I'm investing in. All my right. digital games collection, especially because of COVID lockdown, is now insane because I went for like a year and change being fortunate enough to still have a job but not have anything to spend my money on, basically, and being like sad. And so I just like, yeah, I, I have way too many games now. Oh, absolutely. I did the same thing. I have also always like I've been a huge Humble Bundle person since the site came out so i've built yeah. a steam library that i like rarely access so but um but yeah I, I in terms of other specific gaming experiences um this year was kind of uh I, I feel like i really only focused on like a couple key things um i'll talk a little bit about what i've been playing uh recently and what i kind of i'm um, playing towards the end of the year but i you know that's I feel like I'm kind of waiting for that next big game to really take. I feel like I bounced off more games than I um, than I was able to to kind of get get my hooks in. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for stuff that's coming out this year. So we'll um, we'll see. Anything else from 2022 you want to reflect on? I mean, we spent a whole episode talking about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Right that for sure. Yeah, that's, ate up some time. That is also on the list. Um, I. I dipped back in again to Disco Elysium uh, a few weeks ago, like right around the holiday time, if we're talking about the holidays. Yeah. I, I just want to get through it. Not because I don't, I'm not enjoying it, but like people keep telling me about what a wonderful experience it is and I believe it and I'm enjoying every moment with it. But it, I also feel like, I feel like tired after I play it. Like it feels like work and I don't well, it's mean It's a lot of reading, way. right? Yes. I hate to make a, that sound like effort, but... <laughs> No, it's a lot of reading, and it's, like, emotionally taxing. Because right. it's, like, you care about these characters, or you want to, but it's also hard. Everybody's difficult. So it's it's a game that I feel like... It's like reading a tough book. Like, it is right. very much like, oh, okay. I, I need to, like, steal my heart to get through this. Um, but I really want to finish through that. Um, but no, yeah, that's... that's uh, I think that's my 2022 in games. Yeah, I mean, I... I promise I played more than just Elden Ring and old games on my Steam Deck, but it sounds like I I just really have been leaning into like retro gaming a lot uh, lately. And so I feel like a lot of what I've been focused on, even before I got my Steam Deck, when I was just playing games on my Switch a lot, I played a lot of just like retro game collections um, and like, things like that and i just mm-hmm. i don't know it's just been comforting and sometimes that's just been needed nice yeah whatever so, it takes um what what are you most excited about going into 2023 game wise oh man not zelda tears of the kingdom i'm sure i'll play it i'm sure i'll love it but that's not what i'm most excited sure. about um man i don't know i mean if I would be very honest about like what will probably take up most of my time, if Starfield releases mm. on time and is a shade of what Fallout and Skyrim are, uh, I'll dip completely in. Like I, I know that that is a hundred percent the type of game that I will spend hours and hours playing. So if it if it makes it, if it if it's released. In 2023, I will play it, and I will play it a lot, and I'm do excited you, about. Do it. you think you think Bethesda still kind of has it in them to to make a, a Oof. Skyrim level game or even a Fallout 4? We'll level see. Game? I mean, it is from all reports and from all the like little snippets I've seen, it is massive. Yeah, it's supposed like, to be huge. Massive, and I don't know. I mean, I also I'm not a person that's turned off by the bugs in like a Fallout 4. I feel like it's part of the charm at this point. Yeah, it it kind of is. Like, some of my favorite Fallout memories were, like, you know, a character exploding for no reason or something like that mm. in just, like, silly, goofy ways. Or So, as long as it's not crash the game bugs, I'm, I'm kind of into to get it and play it when it's new. Um, 
Right. There are charming bugs and less charming bugs. But yes. Yes. Very fair. Um, There is DLC coming out for Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Uh, I haven't played Horizon Forbidden West yet, but I really want to because I loved the first one. So I also hope I can get my hands on that somehow. Maybe for my PS4. I might just bite the bullet and do it. Do you have a pro Um, or just a PS4 standard? I just have a PS4 standard. I, I just I I think it still runs fine because it's a first party game. I I think that's I the only thing I would want to double check on. But no, I know it's probably not going to run very well. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> At least it would play on your PS5 if you got one. Uh, yes, if I got a PS5, it would play great. But um, you know, I'm gonna have to beg, borrow, and steal to get that. So. Yeah, that's fair. I only got one because I was stubborn and was like, I'll. Just this credit card I haven't used in a second. I'll I'll put some funds on it and then just pay it down. Uh, nice, and nice. it was like beginning of 2021, and I was like, last year sucked. I deserve something nice, and so I put way too much effort into reloading the Walmart like <laughs> app <laughs> enough times that I was able to 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 snag an order. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, for me, I mean, I'm I am excited for Zelda, but I agree. My, my excitement's a little muted, I think just because they've revealed so little about it and because it's the, uh, the, the release was so uncertain for so long that I, and still kind of is that I'm, I'm waiting for like, if Nintendo does a Nintendo direct in February, which is usually when they do the first one of the year. Uh, and they, and they do like a segment on Zelda and, and tell us some stuff about it. Like that's, and and it's now it's like oh this is real this is actually coming out that's when I think I'll let myself start to get excited about it. Um, nice. I'm excited for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, oh God, yeah. The next. Are, so yeah. are you excited about it? Like are I you... am excited. Okay. It, yeah, you know it's I I know there's I know there's been some stuff kind of swirling around uh, about it and people are iffy on the action combats and and things like that, but. One, you know, it's the the guy in charge of it is the guy in charge of Final Fantasy fourteen, which everyone seems to love. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not like a an MMO type guy, so I, I just I can't get into something like that. But but everyone seems to like that, so I was like, you know what? If this guy knows what he's, you know, he saved Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe he'll he'll come in and make a a great kind of single player Final Fantasy experience. And I'm also just like I'm very nostalgic for like Super Nintendo era Final Fantasy, which was mostly kind of medieval ish uh, setting. Yeah, so I know. I I saw that this one is like um, this one's clearly trying to do like Game of Thrones yes, e yeah, vibes, but Thrones. then also, but if Game of Thrones had like giant kaiju monsters that weren't just dragons that people like transformed into. Um, And I think they, and I think they also brought, I think they brought in some developers who worked on like Devil May Cry five and stuff like that to, to work on the combat. So I'm looking forward to it. I I mean, if the reviews come out and they say, and people say it's not good, then I probably won't get it. Uh, I, I don't normally get into the practice of pre-ordering games unless I'm like 100% certain I'm going to get it. Um, So I will, I will wait to see kind of what the what the consensus is but i i'm i you know what there's a lot of things to dread about the world at large i am in the spirit of replay values and in the spirit of just trying to like you know keep my sanity i'm going to let this be like a positive like i am i am i am looking forward to this under the assumption that it is going to be good um okay all right so i i hope it it. pans out um otherwise yeah. Otherwise, 2023. I'm interested in. Um, I'm interested in the new uh, the new From Software game, which is Armored Core, uh, which I've never really oh, yeah. played. Uh, but it's cool that they're maybe finally. I, as much as I love the Souls games, you know, maybe letting From Software get out of that box a little bit and go back to one of their older franchises, uh, unless it's. Unless it just turns into Dark Souls Armored Core, which I would like, but I feel like people will be disappointed by. You know, uh, I, that I, one I might actually they... get me. Uh, right. I was like, those I, games I are very dig, different. Yeah, I dig a mech fighter. I, I dig that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I'm 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 happy for that's like one of those ones where I'm like, you know what? I think I think the Armored Core diehards have been a little bit sad that From Software became like a Dark Souls factory for so long, and uh, and 
you know they deserve something. So I'm I'm glad they're they're getting their win there, and I'll, I'll I'm intrigued by that game. So awesome. we'll see. I like it. But yeah, lots of there's lots of stuff coming out. I'm sure you know. Usually, some of the big some of the biggest things um, like are either surprises or just stuff that I that kind of flies under my radar until it becomes a big deal. Uh, I don't know if you ever played Hades, but the second the sequel oh, Hades yes. is supposed to be yes. coming out. Like that's that seems awesome. Like there's a a game that's essentially Bioshock Four called Judas. I saw um, that too. That looks that good. is I'm I am excited about that. It's another one that I'll stock up on the Dramamine for and just <laughs> and just get through because I want to I want to experience it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm here for it. So 2023, you know what? At least for games, I'm excited about <laughs> what's happening, uh, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Sounds great. All right. Well, yeah, I, we just hit an hour. Do you feel like we've, uh, have we sufficiently recorded this podcast? <laughs> I think, so. I mean, I think everyone's favorite part of the podcast is with hosts check the running time and say, have we recorded long enough? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, we can, we can wrap it up. I, I think let's, let's just get in a little bit to what we're playing currently and then. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, then we Sorry, can call my it. shame. I was trying to skip over that part because uh, all I've really been focusing on recently either two-minute battles in Marvel Snap, or I downloaded uh, Shakedown Hawaii because it was extremely cheap. Okay. And um, it's not a good game by any means. No? It, it is, it, is it supposed to be like an old GTA-esque type yeah. thing? Yeah. Yep. And it was, um, what was it? Not, not uh, I think it was like Ransom City or something like that. It was the sequel to another game that I okay. actually backed on Kickstarter ages ago. Um, and... Yeah, you know, just like the references aren't really hitting, the mm. the dialogue's bad. You're a bad person doing bad things like you are in a lot of those like GTA t- style Which, games, but you know, maybe in this modern era has lost its charm yeah, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. But it is like um it's like the McDonald's equivalent to video game. Like okay. I I play it because it's easy and like it turns my brain off and I don't feel good when I'm done, but like it also like kind of passes the time and scratches the itch of like playing a game long enough that I'm like, all right. So yeah, I don't know why, but I was I've been kind of stuck on it for like a week now. So that's okay. I I'm kind of in a similar zone in terms of like I've been playing a lot of beat 'em ups. I've been okay. playing a lot of like Final Fight uh, and stuff like that, and it's that similar kind of it's especially you know like work stuff and, and things have been stressful. So I I've just I've really needed a game that's just like pure like just one tiny corner of my brain and the rest is just not functioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, being the mayor of war torn, not New York City, walking around <laughs> again, maybe walking around beating up people in the slums is like not a theme that has uh, aged particularly well in terms of uh. uh you know, current events, but, uh, it's, you know, that and like streets of rage four and, you know, a lot of like the older school, like I have the beat em up bundle on switch. So I, nice. I've been playing like, um, like Knights of the round and, and stuff like that too. Like uh, just all of those walk to the right games are, are games. I have a lot of nostalgia for cause they were, you know, I was an arcade kid. So I really, really hope they come out with DLC for shredders revenge. I loved shredders revenge. I'm really hoping they, they add on I'd, to it. Yeah, I know that. I remember the creators didn't commit to that when people yes. asked. Um, so I I wonder, especially when it when it's developing for something that's a license, I wonder if it's trickier to kind of like extend that out. Because that's the other thing with Shredder's Revenge is like, be glad you bought it because I guarantee you, after a certain amount of time, you're not going to be able to buy it anymore. Uh, yeah, because all, all those all those licensed games have a limited shelf life. Unfortunately, I hope that's not the case here, but that that tends to happen. Um, and maybe because maybe because it's such a specific era of of Ninja Turtles that will be uh, a little less likely, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I uh, you know I uh, outside of that, I I really've just been kind of biding my time, waiting for the next thing to really grab me. Playing a little bit of Rogue Legacy two because I loved the original oh, Rogue Legacy. That's a very good game. Yeah, and two is really good. Um, so I'll probably put more time into that but otherwise that's uh that's the long and short of it just been working a lot of hours doing uh yeah too much work yeah i feel you 
So, <laughs> sorry. Right, let's, I hope, let's I hope my energy hasn't been too depleted in this uh, in this episode. I... No, no, no. This is good. Um, let's just hope we win the billion dollar Mega Millions. And um, yeah. Oh my uh, God! Yeah, I saw it was all Empire. I saw it was all nines, and I was like, oh, yeah, buy only. a ticket. Buy a ticket. If only I could just retire. That's what I, both yeah. Cassie and I both do the same thing. We're we're just like, why can't we be retired? There was not like one second. There was not one iota of my like being that at the end of my work vacation for the holidays was like, well, you know, I, it's nice to get back to work. There was no part of me that was like that. No, I just like not a not a single sliver of an atom. <laughs> yeah. Not 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 even no, absolutely not. Anybody that says that is wrong. Well, it's you know people are wired differently, but uh, but I agree. Yes, I, some people I, are wired right, and some people are wired wrong. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Well, we're not going to follow that train of thought. Do you love <laughs> work? Stop listening to this podcast. No, kidding. Um, but anyway, I, I think um, I think that about does it for this uh, year-end review, retrospective, gift, holiday special, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, where can uh, people find you online, Pat? Are you on uh, social media can, these days? They can still find me on the sinking ship that is Twitter at Patrick BC Malloy. Uh, also Instagram at Patrick BC Malloy. And um, yeah, those are the best places to find me. After too many like security people and maintenance people started getting fired from Twitter, I finally deleted my Twitter account because I got nervous that, that like Very stuff fair. was going to become compromised. Um, but I'll admit through my Mastodon accounts, uh, where you can find me at Trocelli at Mastodon, uh, I... Um, I I do still sometimes snoop around, especially now that Twitter is so poorly maintained that you could go on there without logging in and just scroll around to your heart's content because then they're not they're not stopping you anymore. So every now and then I'll like if I'm reading news or something I'll I'll like check out a thread. But nice. nice. Honestly, my my even with Mastodon, my doom scrolling habit has improved uh, noticeably. So I I should probably continue on that path because my relationship to Twitter was not healthy. Um, but I'll be but I'll be on Mastodon trying to continue to to remember to post uh, video game takes and I'm Trochelli on Instagram, but I never post there. So if you go on there, you can see things from a few years ago. Um, but that's it. Yeah, you should log into your Instagram just because I think I've sent you like eight messages of like video game jokes. So. Oh shoot. Okay, I'll I'll scroll back through and <laughs> and, and yeah, review. Just, just, just check your archive. Just check your messages. You're good. Um, cool. Honestly, we should probably like start a replay values Instagram, but we should for real. Um, but until then, that's where you can find us, and exactly. we will see you next time. Yes. Have a great night. Yep. Yeah.